Hi there, friends. Just a uh, quick bit before we get into this pause menu for Summer Games Fest. Um, we did have just a little bit of issue with video recording, and so we're going to just make the best of it. We've done some editing and post. Most of this was seeing trailers, so you'll see all those. We, our faces, however, are glitching, and the video did cut out early on the recording end. So now we're doing a part one and part two for Summer Games Fest. So you'll be able to see the part one here if you're watching YouTube video or listen to it. And then we'll be back for part two to cover the games that were cut off in the recording. And as I said, if you're watching the video, you're gonna see all the trailer stuff. You're just gonna miss uh, exactly what we were reacting to in the moment visually. Sorry about that, friends, and, and we're hoping to improve this for the next time. Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Menu, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill. I am your host, Ben Magnet, and it is one of the most wonderful times of the year. It is summer. That means summer game fest. That means trailers. That means a whole bunch of trailers. And I am here with my bros from the Fake Nerd Podcast, Sparks Witty and Ryan Eliopoulos. Gentlemen, happy summer game fest, guys. Happy summer game fest, friends. You know, E3 might be dead. But it's but it might as well still be around, just in in a different capacity, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I, I would say E three has like risen from the ashes, or Summer Game Fest has risen risen from the ashes of E three, because all of these announcements, everyone's able to see them, everyone's able to watch them. We got some amazing trailers to talk about. We got some great games to look forward to. I'm ready to dive in. I feel like a kid again, back in the heyday of E three. To oh, be yeah. honest, oh yeah, there is. A, if you're watching the video component, uh, I have a little thing below of all the different press conferences, and this was like a third of them. There's also there's like smaller indie ones that focus on you know diverse creators and like uh, other countries and stuff. So like, there were like 500 games at the end of the day that we could be talking about, and we just don't have the time for that. So we all stemmed. No, we, we stemmed. Uh, I got we got about oh we have over 40, which is still a lot of games to talk about uh we can't talk oh, about yeah. can't talk about all of them uh but i think we got a good list of games Agreed. you guys, you guys uh, ready to dive into some video games i just want to piggyback Let's off go. ben's analogy real oh, quick please. which is where i think what really happened is that the analogy would be that jeff Keeley came along and tore the heart out of e3 and stuck it into a more beautiful and better blade and then forged a better kingdom out mm, of it i like that i like that uh, <laughs> he upgraded he upgraded his weapon you could say well yeah. guys we're gonna start today. This Prince of Persia, this re this new version is a harkening back to the original Prince of Persia game. Because obviously when we were growing up when we were kids, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, that whole PS2 trilogy was amazing. It was unfortunately it was one of those games where it's like, oh, I need to play this, but I never got a hold of it. But I knew of Prince of Persia on the NES, on the Super Nintendo, that was like the classic 2D explore around 2D platformer. So seeing Ubisoft go back to Prince of Persia roots instead of the big bombastic 3D action game. I'm all for, to be perfectly honest. I'm really digging this, and I love the art style. I love the... I don't want to say it's more cartoony, but I do love the art style that Ubisoft is going with this, and it's very, like, this still um, harkens back to those original Prince of Persia games. And you can see the, the difficulty is going to be there, because like with a lot of those old NES games, they, they were called Nintendo hard for a reason. Yeah, uh, I think this looks great because um, while it is going back to the original 2D Prince of Persia, uh, it is not a traditional Prince of Persia game. It is a Metroidvania, which the other games are not. This is a semi-open world where you'll be getting new abilities. You know, uh, if you played Arkham Asylum or Metroid Castlevania, all those types of games. Uh, this is really cool. This is right up all of our alleys. Uh, you know, a new art style is great. Uh, I'm really excited for it. Uh, and again, like uh, Ubisoft, this was a pretty, pretty decent Ubisoft conference. And not a lot of people are down on it. I thought there was some some pretty cool stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I really like the new design for Prince of Persia. I think it looks exceptional. Um, I think this is probably the shot in the arm that the franchise actually needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just something totally, totally new. Yeah. Totally um, I, I really, really am drawn to this style. Yeah. I think it looks really, really cool. There are other games that, like, were around... I'm not going to name anything specific, but there were other games that were around this Summer Game Fest that had, like, cinematics mm-hmm. that were going for this style, and then you get to the gameplay and it doesn't look like that. Yes. The fact that the game looks like this is so good. Absolutely, yeah. And um, uh, doing something, like, like similar but different is always fun, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I hope this isn't one of those... Uh, and this isn't to disparage like smaller games, but like this does not look like a seventy dollar game. And there are a lot of instances nowadays where like they will just charge you like Gollum is a seventy dollar game, and like you know mm. not to talk about Gollum, but like this looks like a nice twenty, thirty, forty dollar game, and I hope it can it could be that because not every game needs I'd to be seventy dollars. I'd say it's a solid forty for the yeah. for the art alone. Like the 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 imagery is so strong yeah. and vivid. I I can see this being a forty dollar game when you compare it to things like um, Shredder's Revenge when that first came out. Oh like, yeah, this would definitely go. I think at forty. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I buy this for forty. Yeah. yeah, I'm down for more Prince of Persia. Uh, speaking of another surprise, uh, I don't even know if this thing is out yet for us to see. Uh, no. uh, so Saiyan Land um, from uh, Akira Toriyama, creator of Dragon Ball and Dragon Quest. We've talked on the podcast about the anime coming for a bit. Yeah, there's an anime coming out, but we, uh, us uh, in America has not have not seen it. I, again, I don't even know if it's if it's out yet. But it's, I don't think it is. There's a game coming out, uh, and it got announced this summer, and I think it looks from what we've seen, it looks pretty cool. Uh, it, I didn't know how Mad Max it was until I think I saw this trailer for the game. Right. Where it's like, oh, there's all. It's all vehicle based. Like it's actually like you're in the desert and vehicles and stuff. And I'm like, ah, I can't go wrong with that art style. Yeah. Who who knows necessarily how the gameplay is going to turn out? But this does feel more like a better use of the style that they're using for the anime. Like I've rubbed up against some of it in the anime trailers that we've seen where it's not totally working for me. But obviously here in a video game, it translates really, really well. It looks really striking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely, uh, I love big open world games, uh, and like to be able to do it, uh, in like a, like a Dragon Ball-esque style, uh, that's not Dragon Ball seems really fun. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, you got, you like everything mechanically is very classic Toriyama, like Red Ribbon Army era designs and the creatures are too. And so you're like, yeah, I think game wise, I think this could be really cool depending on how the game plays. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we'll find out uh, if this comes out before or after the anime, that'll be fun to see. Um... (laughs) All right, you're the Sonic boys, y'all. What's up? So, yeah. so, it's it's Sonic time. Uh, I'm oh, a, that it is. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little hyped when I saw this trailer for Sonic Superstars, the yeah. new multi very, multiplayer Sonic game. I'm still very hyped, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I am. I, it's returned to 2D Sonic. It's the art style I absolutely love. Um, it's harkening back to the 2D stu- um, things of Sonic Generation. Uh, Sonic Generations, excuse me. All new zones, no Green Hill Zone, which part of me is like kind of like, yay, we can get out of Green Hill Zone. Is and is I, Green Hill Zone the Tatooine of Sonic, Sonic yes, Universe? One hundred percent. That's the weirdest sense I've ever said in my life. Very, yeah. very accurate though. <laughs> Just yeah, can't but, stop finding a reason to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. But also you it's like the, all the classic styles. It's none of the modern styles. It's like you get classic Amy, classic Knuckles. Um I just I am just I'm hyped for this game. I cannot wait to play this game. I want to play this game so bad. This this part, yeah, I'm really into. This is really cool. With the jellyfish transformation and that stuff. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ben, just go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just going to gush about how excited I am because 2D Sonic is essentially back. Um, I, 
I am playing Sonic Frontiers. I mean, I haven't really played a lot of Sonic Frontiers. I've played quite a bit. I still enjoy the game. I think the game is actually pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. But I know that with the success of Sonic Mania um, back in 2016, 2017, whenever the Sonic Mania came out, Sonic's true success comes when you put him in a 2D game. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to go. I mean, don't get me wrong. The 3D games are good, but putting Sonic in a 2D space again, making those games available, making new games like this one, fans are going to come back. The older fans who hate 3D Sonic are going to come back. And I would say this is hopefully this is a home run for Sega. I know this is made by Sonic Team. It's not made by Christian Whitehead, but just by the look of it alone, they're going to capture the essence of what people love about 2D Sonic, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to admire about introducing a lot of new gameplay mechanics to Sonic. They're trying to, like, there's, you know, um, some of the ways that he, we're seeing him traverse around the map in the gameplay are just, there's new ideas of how to do it. Um, ones in particular, I like this this dodging the rockets that chase you kind of thing and, and having to get the timing on them. Um, the jellyfish thing we mentioned, the uh, pulling on branches to swing yourself up and knowing where they are to do so. Um, but I do think, like, the challenge is will it feel clunkier than Sonic Mania? Because that's really going to be the thing is like, if it doesn't feel as good as Sonic Mania, people are going to be bummed about it, regardless of like how, how like vividly cool it is. And it is cool. Like visually, I really, really like the style of this. I'll, I'll tell you the thing that draws me the most <clears throat> is the multiplayer. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah. like no matter how good or bad a game is, it, every game is more fun with your friends, no matter what it is, which is, um, which is all the more reason I'm so stunned that it's only local play. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, mistake, hate, Sonic hate to, Team. I hate to tell you guys, but I did look into that. In the that. year of our Lord? It is local online. 2023? Multiplayer. That's uh, sorry, wow. local multiplayer. We are in the, we're, we're having this problem where like, it's the opposite problem. We're like, yeah. we're having the opposite problem in games, but like now it's like, it's only local. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to double check, yeah. but I'm, I'm pretty confident that that's well, what Well, you know I what? Read, that's still, that's still cool. I mean, you know, like we're, we all live close enough that that can happen, but, um, uh, that is a little bit of a bummer, but I still, I think this game looks good enough. Now the, the game, now that, you know, people are playing it, you know, on, on the show floors and stuff like they're saying it's okay. It's fine. The gameplay, it's like, it's not, it's not the best, but like, again, playing with friends, uh, might be just what I need to keep going. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough yeah. when it's like. I know we're about to have a basement arcade later this year where we're all going to do Shredder's Revenge with Grayson and yeah! And like to not be able to do the same thing with Sonic Superstars is a little like, ooh, ooh. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on yeah. from uh, from the the Green Hill Zones to the. Yeah. the so it's only local four player co-op yeah. and an online battle mode, uh, but not but not going through the levels online. Boo. Well, you know what? We can all gather together for that one, I guess. Um, speaking of battle modes, why don't we battle with our creator, Geppetto, <laughs> in the new Soulsborne-like game, Lies of P. Um, now, as of this recording, there is a demo for Lies of P, which I have played. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on what you've seen from this before I go into it, because I actually have hands-on experience as of this point. Uh, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, yeah, it looks like Bloodborne 2, even though it's not Bloodborne 2. But I also love the I love the aesthetics. I love how you have different weapons, like you have the umbrella, you have swords, you have a variety of melee weapons. The entirety of the world looks creepy and and I just hate haunted circuses. Mm -hmm. I hate that bit, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Uh, 
I mean, it looks good, but I'm really hoping it plays well because obviously with a lot of games in the past that we see trailers like this, it's like, man, this looks so good. This looks really inventive. But then when people actually have hands-on experience and they play the game, it doesn't translate very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there, there was a monster on screen just a second ago, and I was going to say that's kind of what I mentally picture Ben's Mary character as in Dean Dark. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, he was like a monstrosity thing a second ago. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm excited to play uh, Timothy Chalamet versus Victorian era steampunk. That's 100% um, what I thought when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, Ben brought it up, but that umbrella bit that's in this trailer I thought was really cool. This is definitely the most I've been excited about this game. I was curious when we saw the previous trailer stuff, but this is the one that I'm like, okay, I think I get what they're going for and this seems like this could be really cool yeah um, especially just the inventiveness of of the world that we're going through yeah so um there's a whale uh so the thing it's called lives of p right and it's got like a pinocchio vibe to it and you know like you see geppetto but like when you start when you start the game this is like they're just doing the story of pinocchio entirely like mm-hmm. you meet gemini cricket but he's not a cricket he's a train that you ride on he's your companion yeah, and, like, all these things are reimagined, and, like, Geppetto, like, again, like, I don't know the context fully, but, like, Geppetto created this vast uh, mechanical army to help people, and something happened, they all went mad, and now there's, like, a, it's, like, a crazy droid army, basically, but they're, like, they're automaton-looking, like, uh, uh, marionettes, mm. and for some reason, you, Liza P, which this, Alan Wake, you are not Liza P, sir, um, <laughs> Uh, it just looks really cool, and Geppetto, uh, uh, he has, like, an eerie presence, and, like, I don't know how far it is until you meet Geppetto, but, like, um, he is, like, maybe the ultimate antagonist, maybe, like, there's more sadness to him than you know, but, like, the combat is why you come into this game, y'all. It's Bloodborne. This is just Bloodborne. Uh, you get hit, you attack enemies to get your health back, you gotta dodge, you got a weapon transformation system. So you're you're saying that because you've done the demo, I just wanna ask, like, is, is it, it feels like Bloodborne in the way that, like, Jedi Survivor feels kind of like they're trying to do no. Bloodborne, or does it like it, it feel like as good as Bloodborne? It feels better than Jedi Survivor. No, no, no. Sure, I'm I'm sure of that, but yeah, like, yeah. does it feel as good as Bloodborne, or does it feel like well, clunkier? Uh, well, I mean, nothing can be as good as a good as a from, from soft, software from, game, but like sure. it is better than it is better than than other most copies. imitators. Yeah, this is a like. If these guys were told, like, hey, the, this developer is going to make the next Dark Souls game, I'd be confident in their skills. Because, like, the that game guy. feels... Oh, yeah, sure, that guy, yeah. Um, this game feels really good, and the dodging feels good. And, like, Ben, you've played a lot of Souls games. You just know, like, when it feels good. Like, the first time, the first enemy you fight this game, you immediately know this is good combat. You can just feel it. Okay. Every game you play, you can just feel when you know the combat is good or not. Um, well, that has me really excited. Yeah, and, like, the parrying's great, and, like, you're gaining so much stuff. Like, you have, a br- like, a, a metal arm. It's called the left hand of steel, and it's basically, like, like a combo breaker or, like, a guard breaker, and you can upgrade it, and you can do des- different customizations with your armor and your weapons. It just looks like a great Souls-like game, um, but uh, but uh, in the in the Bloodborne style of, like, dark Victorian monster shit, which, again, like, uh, we're, they're not giving us Bloodborne too, so, like, someone's got to do it, and luckily this game feel, yeah. feels good. It feels so good. Like, I'm so excited for it. I'm glad they had the confidence to put a demo out so that you can say that, because that, that gives me a lot of reason to think, okay, this is something I'm going to want to do. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, generally, when, when like, this and Final Fantasy sixteen both got, like, f- like really big, this isn't, like, a five-minute demo. This is, like, a full, like, couple-hour demo. Right. Uh, like, they feel confident in this game. Like, oh, no, yeah, they want you to know how good this game is, so awesome. in three months you'll buy it. Right. Yeah. Great. Speaking of things that I know I'm going to buy... 
Hey guys, welcome back to the world of, I think it's called Bright Falls. I think that's this town that Alan Wake is currently trapped in. Bright Falls, Alan Wake 2, y'all. Uh, we saw Alan Wake uh, premiere at the PlayStation Showcase some time ago, but like we got a full extended gameplay trailer uh, demo here. And uh, Alan Wake is a, is a survival horror game where you use flashlights to, to destroy dark shields on enemies, to shoot them. They're like zombie ghouls. Um, but the lighting in this game looks phenomenal. The character work looks great. Uh, the, like, the leaning more into the horror, uh, uh, into a already horror-esque franchise is, is excellent. Uh, it just looks like, like, top to bottom, a great spooky game that I can't wait for Ben to play the demo of later this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, I've never played the original Alan Wake. I have no prior knowledge or connection to Alan Wake other than it's just a game franchise or a game that I know of. Mm-hmm. This looks pretty scary, to be honest, like especially with the whole flashlight and the few enemies we we're not seeing them pop up yet. But later on in the trailer, they're bullet sponges. Mm -hmm. And whenever to me, whenever I see a bunch of enemies that are sponges, I'm like, oh, this is going to not be a good time. So, yeah, um, the thing about uh, that differs again, like all of Remedy, the, the, the game, the guys who make this game Remedy, they've all all their games have horror stuff in them. But this is the first time they're saying they're making a survival horror game. And again, that puts me in so much dread because all their games are scarier than most horror games. So like this one, they're focusing on survival horror where it's like uh, you have to work on you have to manage your resources. You're not being uh, overwhelmed with like a dozen enemies like the last game. Like every enemy can kill you and you have to you have to be smart about how you kill them. And you have to make sure you use your shielding and your weapons and dodge around them. Uh, so like you can die at all times uh and that's really scary uh the thing that i'm most excited about this game and i don't know how the hell they're doing it in terms of playing the game you can play this entire game as just one character they said and there are two storylines happening in this game and you play as as the, the the fbi agent and then you play as alan wake who's doing his own crazy shit he's like in his own world going to different things so i'm like how is this like a multiple playthrough game where they want you to play through it multiple times because i'm all about that shit that's like uh that's like near automata um it is look look how Twin Peaks of shit looks. Yeah. I'm just so I'm just so excited for it. Uh, you got any uh, any thoughts on this? Oh, real quick, Sparks. This is um I think they said this is all happening in your head. You're like in your own like detective, your mind palace, your mind palace and yeah. you are literally solving the work and putting up the the threads on the on the corkboard yourself. Right, like because this is something that they wanted you to be able to visit at any time. So like you go inside your mind and you, yes. and you're like. Uh, uh, will from hannibal just yes, like laying everything yes. out <laughs> trying to collect it all yeah yeah um, uh it just looks really really like a, like part detective part horror horror game uh this these visuals are so scary like if you if you're if you were listening watch this trailer it's so spooky y'all uh remedy's got this shit down um any any final thoughts on holy crap i'm gonna crap my pants alan wait i'm i'm excited <laughs> to check out the original and then check out this one i want to say i don't know if you picked it up but it was free on playstation plus so um everyone should have should have a copy if you've got playstation plus that's fantastic i don't think i picked it up that's okay ben i forgive you bum, 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 bum. next up y'all we got banishers ghost of new eden this is a new IP. This is about um, ghost hunters in the ye old ye old times. How do you feel about ghost hunting in the 1800s with spooky stuff? Honestly, when I first saw the guy for like the protagonist, I thought this was a sequel to Order 1886. Sure, 100%. I get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the the mustache of the beard was like, oh, he grew the the full beard out. He doesn't have like the whole like continuous mustache thing. Um, I actually kind of dig this trailer, especially if you're playing between two different as like two different characters and they're connected. Whereas you have the main guy in the mortal realm and then you have, I'm assuming, his partner in the spirit realm. I think so. And I, kinda, 
I kind of dig that how you're constantly jumping back and forth between two different worlds, fighting two different types of enemies. Yeah, I think this could be like a this could be like a I mean this could be like a big hit. Yeah, you said it. You said it really well there, Ben. Like, what's really appealing is this idea of engaging between both the the real world and the ethereal world at the same time via these two characters. Um, the way we're watching the switches happen and everything. Uh, if that lands in gameplay, this could be really, really special. Yeah. Uh, the thing. The thing that I'm that I'm really curious about this game is. Uh, so it's made by Don't Nod, and they got they're the uh, the people who made uh, Life is Strange, which are like the Telltale drama mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. So they've slowly been working their way to making more bigger epic like action games instead of just you know traditional narrative games uh they made a vampire game called vampire which got a lot of like sixes and sevens like i heard it was good but like wasn't super great so like they're pushing the envelope more and more and i'm like i think this one could be their the, the big one that not this game dang it uh, uh <laughs> banishers ghost of eden could be the big one that pushed them over the envelope like hey we are a big triple a developer that can make these big epic games and uh, i think that's also encouraging because like because they come from the life is strange thing that means there's going to be a lot of focus on like story these characters being well developed between the at least our two main that we're swapping with their relationship with each other that's going to be a fully fleshed out thing Absolutely. and the designs here are really really cool yeah so at least at mm-hmm. least the story will be great uh uh and i think the gameplay looks, looks pretty cool there's this one bit in the trailer where like you switch to her in the spiritual world and all of a sudden you see like these ethereal chains everywhere and i'm like oh my god that's so good i really love yeah. that it's right here yeah just these ethereal chains that the way they get highlighted and everything i'm like oh man yeah, I, I'm I'm jazzed about it. I want to bust some ghosts, dude. I ain't I ain't afraid of them. Never will be. Da, 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 da. Sorry, we'll get copyrighted. All right, guys, we're gonna go from uh, New Eden to Texas. This one's short. You might want to. This one is short. I'm looping it. Thank you, Sparks. We're gonna go to El Paso elsewhere. This is just a a indie uh, Max Payne clone. Uh, I just love the art style. Uh, the trailer's got some some bad vibes to it. I love it. Uh, it looks like Demon Demon '90s Max Payne, and I just I'm just happy about it. Honestly, I didn't like this one. That's fair. No, I didn't like this one. It re- the combat reminds me of this game I remember, um, Drake of the Ninety Nine Dragons. Do you remember that one? I th- yeah, I do actually. It's awful. It it's awful gives, game. <laughs> it it gives me a lot of Drake Ninety Nine Dragons. I get it that it's going for a horror aesthetic, but I just don't like the art style. That's fair. That's um, that's so funny to... because you know what it reminded me of. Hmm. Um, the the very first like the Matrix game yeah uh, end of the Matrix uh, yeah 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 uh, that that way that you're kind of like moving around it's like you're getting a lot of bullet time yes and motions. y'all both of those games crib from Max Payne yeah the game you're talking about Ben in the Matrix so like yeah, this yeah. is this is like you played a worse version of Max Payne Ben you should have just played Max Payne instead of Drake and the Ninety Nine Dragons <laughs> that, I remember that game. that's like one of the worst Xbox games of all time it seems it seems it ha- like it has potential yeah uh, <coughs> excuse me yeah I, this is just I, like a like a, a small a small baby oh yeah I I hope so but I just to me it is, I didn't vibe with this one oh to yeah be perfectly honest. hey man not every game can vibe with everybody or if else it, every if game it, would sell ten million copies if it feels good to play then I think it's gonna be really cool yeah. All right, y'all, uh, this is probably not going to be, like, the game of the show, but it might just be for me, because I didn't know this game yes. is multiplayer. Yes! Uh, Warhammer, <laughs> Warhammer 40,000, 40K Space Marine 2. I was already Jones for this. Um, uh, the first one came out over a decade ago, and it is a Gears of War clone, but, like, the best Gears of War clone, except you don't take cover, because Space Marines don't take cover. They just take the bullets because they can do it, because they're they're super-engineered uh, hard-asses. Um, this game looks incredible. Uh, the first game, it wasn't dealing with the Tyranids, which are basically, like, um, if ali- like the aliens and, like, the uh, like z- Xenomorphs and Predators had a baby, like, the Tyranids are the worst version of both of those. The um, Predalien. The Predalien. Actually, yeah, perfectly. Uh, <laughs> so you're dealing with 
basically like Left 4 Dead Horde mode, while also just the great combat from the first game, where it's like, you're just going to be swamped with bad guys, and because you are a 10-foot-tall god, you can take it. Uh, and it's just so fun, and it's such a power fantasy. And again, you never retreat, never surrender. There's space combat now? You're just flying in space? I lost my mind. The coolest thing is playing with three, with two friends for up to three people. That is going to make this game an instant, like, like top five. If this game's good, top five for me, because, yeah. like... I'm so jonesing for this. Um, so okay. now now the analogy, I think we did say this the last time we saw the first trailer for it, that like there were some vibes of Aliens Fireteam Elite to sure. it. Now yeah. that is like fully come to the truth of like, yes, it's going to be like that. But I think far grander in like the, the yeah. power scaling so, of what uh, you're talking about. What's great is this is there's this is a single player game. It's like or with campaign. So a uh, co-op campaign. So it's going to be like an eight to ten hour like story driven thing. But also because every game has this, this will have probably a horde mode, a multiplayer mode, stuff for us to do. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm so Jones for it. I love the Warhammer universe. They, I don't think there's a bigger franchise that pumps out shit than Warhammer. Like, for <laughs> real. Like, they give their, they give their license out to anybody who's got a nickel. So, uh, Anytime we get a good one of these, I have to sing its praises. Because it's like, no, guys, look, look, dive through the trash, and here it is. Here's the good <laughs> stuff. Uh, this one looks sensational. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited because this leaves a lot of potential for us to play it together and yeah. do it on Basement Arcade. Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be and a ton of fun. I want to say I could oh, be yeah. wrong, but I'm pretty sure uh, uh, it's Jason Isaacs who's, who's, who's the main character. He was from the first game, and he might be still doing the same character. Is that true? I'm pretty sure it's, it's oh, okay. Jason Isaacs or, or some great British actor. Because, like, the only thing I, I remember hearing about Jason Isaacs, but it was in relation to Baldur's Gate. No, you know what? For Summer Game mm. Fest. You know what? We're going to talk about... I want you guys to talk about this next game real quick. Because there's very... There is gameplay. There's very little gameplay. But very small. Very small. But we're going to talk... Very small, man. We're going to talk about Fable um, real quick. Uh, Fable is a ye olde Xbox franchise. Uh, the thing uh -huh. that, that most excites me about this trailer is that the developer on Twitter said, I don't think there's a bigger compliment than thinking people this isn't what the game looks like. Hmm... Cause like this, like we are at a point where like we are in the next next generation, y'all, and like that next generation is not next anymore. It's the now generation, and like some of these games are starting to finally come out. The ones that look like real, real shit, like Final Fantasy sixteen and stuff like that. Like these games are getting real now, uh, and this is all in game. These are the cutscenes happening in the game. Um, I want to hear you guys talk about it because I gotta know. I gotta know who's in Warhammer. I mean, it's obviously a very cute and charming trailer with with our our friend Moss from IT Crowd uh, playing in as, Richard a, as a giant, which is a really great uh, little twist reveal for the trailer. Um, He's a giant. But but as you said, like if this is truly the level of of gameplay, a lot of the visuals that we're seeing, especially the ones that are very clearly gameplay, we had a little bit ago where she was in the forest, and then you know there's going to be a bit at the end with with the giant. Uh, that's pretty darn impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And gives me a lot of reason to be invested in this. So, sorry. It was Mark Strong who's in the original Warhammer ah. game, which you will play. But unfortunately, it looks like he's being replaced, which is fine. That's okay. Uh, anyway, moving on to this game. Yeah, Fable. I played all the Fables. I love the Fable franchise. Again, the last one came out 15 years ago, like on the 360. Um, this is gameplay. This All this stuff's gameplay right here. This is in, it looks incredible. It looks insane. Uh, remember that, one, that one section in God of War Ragnarok where you fight like the big, the big, big giant lady? That's what this entire game's going to be. Mm. Um, this is an entire game about Jack and the giant beanstalk and all that nonsense. Um, I'm just so excited. I love the cartoony uh, style. I love the humor, like the British humor. There's a lot of fart jokes in this game, and there's not enough fart jokes in video games, I think. Um, <laughs> so I am, I'm pretty stoked for Fable. 
Um, the only thing is, uh, word on the street is this game is still not even close to being done, and we're looking at a yeah. late 2025. That surprise me. This game's been in development yeah. for like eight years. Uh, yeah. This also, what's really cool about this this Fable game, it's made by the guys who made Forza Horizon. So a, a car company who's made car games for a long time is making their first like big-ass game. And it reminds me of the Titanfall developers making Jedi Survivor. They've never made a third-person action game, and then they made that, and that game's really, really good. So that gives me faith that, like, just because you don't make this type of game doesn't mean you can't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the game looks so good is because they're using the Forza Horizon engine, and those cars mm -hmm. look real. That's and true. if you just translate that yeah. into into stuff like this, like the nature stuff, there's no reason, uh, like, to believe this game doesn't look this good. Like, I'm, 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 when I'm 48 and I play this game, I'm excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Fable was always one of those games that I that drew me, that wanted me to play to get an Xbox and to play an Xbox because I always loved like when Fable was first announced. It's like, hey, your decisions and you could be like the branching, um, like, hey, you could be a good guy, you could be a bad guy, you could do all this sort of this sort of thing. That really interested me a lot when I was younger. Yep. Unfortunately, never went an Xbox, never got to play it. So. I hope this game is really good. I know the Fable games, I mean, they, they've been praised, but also they've been like, I mean, they're like, it, they're good, but they couldn't, they're not as good as we, we were hoping they were going to be. Um, but if this is in-game footage and this game looks absolutely stunning, but yeah, I don't think we're going to get this anytime soon. Um, definitely polish it up and just, yeah, it looks, I mean, if this is in-game footage, I know the when the, the trailer started, it does say on the bottom in-game footage, it looks stunning looks yeah. absolutely gorgeous so and i also i do love this little uh the reveal that dave is actually uh a giant the mm. whole time i thought mm -hmm. that was great yeah the uh the transition in the gameplay is just like it's so it's so impressive it it's is so impressive smooth. um and the thing about like the fable games are those are like open world like big adventure games so like if like like i'm so curious what this game will be uh, if it'll be a little more straight and narrow as opposed to giant and open uh mm. thinking about the fable uh uh watching this trailer um, going back to the original Fable on the Xbox, uh, this came out around the same time as Night Serial Republic on the original Xbox. This, th this Fable and KOTOR were the games that turned me into the RPG whore that I am today. Because those, both of those games allow you to, ch to customize your characters, choose to be good or bad, make relationships with people, like, basically live, like, the character you want to be. And sure. I, and th that was happening to me when I was, like, like a, a youth, like, even a preteen. So, like, the Fable and KOTOR uh, were foundational for my video game love. Right. So I hope I can come back to Fable and it's as good as, as those, those other games. It's moving on to a game. We don't have many of these, but this is a CG-only trailer. But this mm -hmm. looks awesome. But this looks awesome, and it's by Compulsion, which is a new studio. So, like, this is their first big game out of the, out of the gate. Uh, like, from a bunch of different... Uh, people from a bunch of different studios came together to commit Compulsion, and this is what they're putting <clears> out. <throat> and, like, to call it, like, you know, like, Spider-Verse animation is reductive, of course, but, like, it's the only thing I can think of. Uh, this incredible, like, stop-motion-y, claymation-y art style. Um... Like in Louisiana, uh, I just I was really I was really uh, moved by it. To, to say I'm obsessed with this one, it would yeah. not be an understatement. Um, this this looks so cool. Con like, th I think my favorite thing about it is just like I I liked it to begin with, but the moment that she flies in and approaches, and you realize how big he is, and like what's what she's asking him, thing. and the way he behaves, and all this, it's like we're getting we're getting such cool interpretation of like magic and and uh with this southern flair yeah. um and black focused flair yeah. which again like that's not something you get enough of especially in like big games is is a lot of like 
this kind of exposure, uh, I think this looks really cool. Yeah, like, uh, uh, reductively, I was like, Bayou Fable. Yeah. Uh, uh, just because of Giants, yeah. just because of, like, Giant stuff. But, like, again, like, um, just just as a proof of concept, I think, like, all right, you've sold me, and now I just got to see, like, what, you, what you're working with. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Whole... You, you know what it reminds me actually uh, almost of is um, it's like Wendell and Wild getting That's... getting into full motion yeah. with a game. Yeah, kind of like thing. A ga- yeah, absolutely. Wendell Wild's a better. Ver- yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the yeah. love the art style. Yeah, just this whole trailer is a vibe, and we don't obviously we don't get, get gameplay. This is just an announcement trailer, but you definitely get that vibe of um, those old Southern fables and those old Southern folk tales. Whereas, like, someone's trying to do something, but then they have to, like, they have to outwit the other person or they outwit the villain or the, the guitarist here. And it, it just has a... I mean, I love the animation style. I love the vibe. And, of course, hearing an old blues guitar in the Deep South is just like, oh, that's nice. That's good to hear. And we, while we don't know exactly what, like, what we get with the indication of what her, like, engagement in gameplay is going to be, that, like, spindle that she pulls out with this, like you know, the, this glowing uh, movement, however that's going to play in, I'm very curious to see, like, uh, mm-hmm. whatever kind of weapon yeah. that turns into. I think she had, like, a like a parasol. Yeah, well. she does. Yeah. 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 Um, this is also, I think, one of those games that we won't see for a while, but uh, it's nice nice to see, you know, some, some cool diversity come in the games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, I'll be honest, y'all, I wasn't super, like, I think this game looks cool. It's the gimmick that really sold me. That's, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so this game is called 33 Immortals, and uh, I thought I pulled up just the regular trailer, but this is the the extended trailer, which is fine. This is a, um, a top-down Diablo-like game um, where you can play with up to 33 people. Right. Um, and it just looks, I really like the art style. And again, if this were just like, hey, play this with two friends, I'd be like, nah, that seems cool. I'll check it out later. Playing with 30 people, I don't even know how that's, how that's going to look well, I mean, I've seen how it works. It looks fine. But I'm like, how does that even work? And it's just like, it's magical. It's just big and, and bodacious. Uh, I'll try to find some gameplay. Um, yeah, it's just like a massive multiplayer game in just one little, one little, uh, little, little thing. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely like an interesting gimmick idea to do this, you know, 33 people. All it's like Hades. Together. It feels like Hades, the game. Yeah, player. yes, it does. Um, uh, it That's that's a cool take. Um I'm curious if, like, di- I didn't watch all of their breakdowns on these kinds of things. Did they talk about, like, uh, if there will be NPCs to fill in slots? No. And servers aren't aren't full enough? No, it is. I believe it is. Like, it'll just accommodate the more people you add onto it. So, okay. like, so it, it won't challenge, it won't, uh, you won't be negated if you don't have 30 people or just two people. Like, you can play this game with one or 30 people, from what I can tell. Okay. And it'll just, it'll just stack it up as it needs to. I see. Um, yeah, I didn't watch this trailer. I watched the actual like trailer trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um I had I known that you could play with 33 people, I thought that was that's actually that sounds pretty cool, but once again, this is another game trailer that I didn't really vibe with because I saw this, I'm like, oh look, another roguelike. Yeah. I've seen yeah. those before. The bit is the Not, bit is get like, you know, twelve of your friends together and do it. Yeah, that is cool. That is rad game. I think the the boss the you. bosses look pretty, pretty sick. Sure. Yeah. But honestly, just it kind of looked a little bland sure. to me. Yeah. To be, if I'm being 100% perfectly honest, I'm pretty sure it's not. But this is just another one of those things. No. It's like, I mean, I know that's going to have its fans, but for me, it, I just wasn't really vibing with. Absolutely. I, I think that's fair. Like, I think the art style doesn't necessarily grab my, me either. Um, like, visually, if I want to look at something like that, that's not Hades, but is kind of like taking from Hades. I'd rather be looking at um, Livjana. 
the other Hades-like uh, one that was announced that we saw stuff from at Summer Game Fest. It's not in our trailer batch, but uh, that one looks really cool. Mm -hmm, it's basically mm -hmm. doing Hades with um, uh, East Indian uh, mythology, mm -hmm. um, at least inspiration from there. And when I look at the art style here, it, it doesn't... Uh, grab me as much like basically i wouldn't play it without the gimmick of playing with many many of my friends oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. i just uh, i wanted to bring it up because i just think no it's the, a cool gimmick the idea i haven't really seen before of this capacity i just thought it looked kind of cool yeah. yeah moving on to um uh, something i don't think you guys have any experience in is persona persona fans uh, very small amount never played persona persona 5 is everywhere in pop culture now it's true every word mm. well that's okay because uh, what what the I'm not gonna call it a cult classic because it also sold millions of copies. But like one a fan favorite Persona Three, uh, this got leaked a while ago, uh, but people are still excited. Persona Three Reloaded, uh, it is taking that Persona Three game and giving it the Persona Five art style uh, and. Um, uh, uh, like facelift with its UI and menus and stuff, and like the the transitions of the menus into like into like uh, from gameplay when you press a button, it like splashes a wave into the menu. It's beautiful. Uh, I love the Persona series, despite only playing two of them because each of those games is like two hundred hours. Right. It is a part high school like dating sim, part uh, Pokemon game. Like you see these monsters, they're your stands, like from JoJo, and you collect them and you and you fuse them to create new ones. It is like the biggest. J JRPG franchise in terms of the amount of stuff you can do. That's true. Um, and I never played three, uh, so like I'm really really excited to play three because I love four, uh, and I never played five. I played what was it? Oh, Shin Megami Tensei is also a spinoff. That's a whole another franchise. That's not. It's not. We're talking about that. Did Persona spin off from Shin Megami yes, Tensei? Yes, all the way, or? all the way around. Yeah. Uh, and in those games, uh, you shoot yourself in the head to activate your monster, uh, and people don't like that because that's uh, very loaded, uh, like a gun. Anyway, I'm excited <laughs> for Persona three. Uh, not that I don't need another 150 yeah. hour RPG in it's, my life. It's so cool I'm just to, excited that. Oh, go ahead, Ben. No, I'm just gonna say I'm excited that people are are can play Persona because those older Persona games are actually very expensive on the aftermarket. So the fact that they're make, we're getting the Persona Five art style completely remade from the ground up, and people can experience these. I just love it when I see classic games or games that are beloved that are hard to come by nowadays find new life on a newer console and you get some quality of life improvements here and there. Which obviously this looks like we're gonna get absolutely. So for fans of for those hardcore fans of Persona who never played Persona 3, but they finally can because they couldn't buy the original copy for the PlayStation 3 because it's just so damn expensive, here you go. Absolutely. You know what? Now that I think about it, it actually might be this one where they shoot themselves in the head because that's why it's called Reload. But I could be wrong. We'll find out when I play it later this year <laughs> on Game Pass. All right, y'all. Time to end our Final Fantasy Corner. Yeah. The first of our Final Fantasy Corner... The first corner is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the sequel to oh. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ben, oh. yeah, the next generation of video games is here, and we have things. It is. It's all because of Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XVI. <laughs> it looks. It is. Oh my God. How, 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 do you, how does it look better than FF7 did? I didn't think it could be possible. If I'm being honest. Uh, wait, wait. Say that again. I... How does this look better than FF7 did? In terms then of like FF7 remake. Then the remake. Yeah, the fidelity. Like this shit looks. I don't know. This just looks incredible. Um, PS5 Magic, maybe yeah. I don't know. Um, if I just, just not okay. When I first plugged in Final Fantasy VII Remake on my PS4, when I got that sucker, I was like the opening cinematic. I was blown away already. I'm watching this trailer. I was like, this looks too good. Yeah, this looks a hundred percent realized. And I'm just looking at this because I. 
It made me remember of the trailer when they first announced Final Fantasy VII. I mean, the original in 1999 or 1997. Sure. When they said this could not be done in a motion picture. They were right. It could only be done in a video game. And they were already touting FF7 as this grand um, cinematic style game, which, to be honest, they're right. The story is beloved. That's why a lot of people love this, this game in particular. Seeing this as a game, I'm like... It reminds me of that trailer because, like, yeah, I mean, you probably could do this in, a mo- in an anime motion picture. The technology is we have it now. Yeah. But this just looks so much better as a video game than it does in la- as a film. It's so, like, man. And like, it's, it's, it's it, the, the characters look so crisp. Like, there's not a, there's not a pixel. Like, that, those are just people. Like, they might as well just be people that looks like anime yeah. people, obviously, but like, the uh-huh. fidelity, man. It's like this, and again, Final Fantasy sixteen. Like these games look incredible, dude. Like holy, they do. And like the the particle effects in sixty frames per second. Again, like not that that matters mm-hmm. all the time, but when it when you do have sixty frames per second in a big game like this, it looks incredible. It looks phenomenal. The characters, the way they translated the characters from their PS one counterparts, looks so amazing. Oh, this and is I, oh the back to back and yeah, oh the back to, and also one of the things that made me super happy earlier when I did I wanted to mention it is that not is like obviously you get to play as Red Thirteen, but you don't always have to have Cloud in your party because it was Barrett and Red Thirteen fighting a monster. So you also get I mean you were able to take control of other party members in the um oh. what call it in FF Seven remake, but now it's like you don't always have to have Cloud in your party when he's not there. And it's just like, oh, you get to have so you could experiment with so many different type of play styles with so many different characters. I mean, of course, you got to have your favorite. I mean, Cloud's my favorite because, you know, he has a big sword. I like hack and slashing with a big giant sword. Agreed. But and also seeing what they're doing with um, with I mean, obviously they're advancing the main story of FF7, but they're changing things up a little bit. You see Sephiroth turn into a Genova monster. You see Cloud doing his reunion bit. You see organization uh, thirteen in in the storm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you uh, just the scene alone and what Sephiroth says. It's like wait, because you know they're changing things up from the original to make it the, its own. It's like oh, I am so ready to play this game. I'm so ready so to play ready. remake so I can play this game. <laughs> and not oh, only that, oh. it's on two discs. Bro, like, yeah. two discs. So, this game is fucking huge. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, th- this made people pop so hard because, like, never in a million years did people think, like, returning to the 90s of, like, Final Fantasy VII with three discs would be popular again. That right. is... So, Blu-ray discs can hold 100 gigabytes, right? Yeah. That's That's huge, right? Um... The fact that this is on two discs means whoever is downloading this game digitally, they're ruined. They are yeah. ruined. This game is going to be like 250 gigs for a regular, for, for people. Like, two discs is, that is so crazy. Gotta get those SSDs for you. Gotta PS5. get those SSDs. This is also yeah. what, this is also a problem of compression. Again, like Zelda is only like, like 16 gigs and Jedi Survivor is 150. Like, compression is a thing that like doesn't exist anymore and it can happen. It just takes time, which developers don't want to give these companies. Right? <clears> so like, <throat> Two discs means, like, either there's no compression or this game really is that big. It really is that yeah. big. And also, what I have a feeling with, because I was, I had this theory, because obviously with Final Fantasy VII Remake, with the, with FF7R, um, they expand the story a lot. I mean, people were complaining about, oh, how come we're, it's only 10% of the original game? We don't even get to do this. I, I mean, okay, multiple installments, but at least make every installment the original disc, blah, blah, blah. That game was great. 
it had a great fleshed out story. It brought more character development to characters who were write offs and they and it was amazing. This I feel we're getting the same because obviously they're only showing bits from like Cosmo Canyon. Um, I think we, we get um, we get bits of Yuffie. Maybe we'll go to Rocket Town. I'm not 100 percent sure. But I have a feeling that this is going to expand like much further into the This is where we're where Final Fantasy seven. The remakes are going to branch from the original. And there's still obviously they're only showing us a little bit. There's still so much more that we can see. Yeah, this. I, yeah. I, I just I'm so ready to see what we have in store with FF7 Rebirth. I mean, a seven a seven remake was it was a feat. It was amazing of what they did to it. It was what it was what Final Fantasy seven fans needed in terms of a remake. It's like we're remaking this. We're retelling the story. It's a little it's a little bit of old with a little bit of new. Mm-hmm. And that worked. And I have a feeling this is going to work where they're going to work it out again. And we're going to have absolute magic. It's, it's Pitbull. I love I love Agent Pitbull. Like he came back. Uh, I love those Turks. I love the Turks, like those special agent dudes. I love I love one on one fights in Final Fantasy. They're always so fun. Um, uh, I think like Ben to, to talk about how like this this remake will be like the diverging point. This will be Evangelion 2.0. Where like yeah. like oh you think things are gonna stay the same no they're actually gonna be different because like all that crazy shit with like like the flashbacks and like the the, the, the zombie hood things like what's what is all that about like I, they gotta explain that shit right I also <laughs> I also wouldn't be surprised if they're gonna bring in elements from the recent um, new Crisis Core oh yeah that's gonna oh blend over that's into it um, so and uh, funny the other thing I was gonna say because you were talking just about the gameplay mechanics yeah. is the other thing that this gets me excited about not just to actually dive into Tyler Hoechlin and do the final fancy seven stuff but also uh what kingdom hearts 4 can be now mm-hmm. knowing you know nomura's doing this kind of stuff over here nomura's gonna be doing you know kingdom hearts 4 is gonna be changed That's up as well point. i actually uh, completely I, all it's gonna be all about see. that that was even announced right yeah but there's a trailer be, for that game it's it's a, it's a ways away obviously no but yeah like, seeing this kind of stuff here like the back-to-back that you were talking about like that buddy gameplay there's yeah. no way some of that doesn't translate over to kingdom hearts 4 uh changing the way that you work with your teammates and things like that for that game yeah giving it like a, a just <clears throat> judging from that trailer like maybe like a more realistic art style at least for sora yeah to give him like, like more like final fantasy s combat like right. that would be a that would be pretty spicy. All right, well, moving on from one, one Final Fantasy to another. Ever Crisis. Yes. Final Fantasy VII, Ever Crisis. From uh, one Final Fantasy VII to another. I have been mm-hmm. I have been excited about this um, personally since it was announced because basically what they've been toting is like everything Final Fantasy VII story related is all going to be funneled in right here uh, in a mm-hmm. way for you to play through it all and engage with it all, get all the story beats. Um it's very interesting the different like we're seeing the style here for classic Final Fantasy seven and like recapturing that spirit. And then you'll see other parts that are like clearly crisis core, things like that. Uh, Dirge and, of and the way that it's just like changing throughout and um, doing all of it is is really interesting. So this is for mobile devices. Uh, and you but can it looks pre- good. You can pre-register. It looks yeah. very good. Um for me, this is the way where, like, oh, okay, I'm going to dive in and actually get all the Final Fantasy VII story stuff that's not um, the remake and rebirth that's going on right Man, now. What is so incredible is 
I, I'm probably actually gonna probably play this too because like I don't like like I'm not gonna ever go back to the original Final Fantasy VII. No offense, 1997's Final Fantasy VII or whatever, um, 1995. But like this has like updated chibi graphics yes. when you're in combat because it's still turn based and we all have iPhones that can that are like supercomputers at this point. The graphics look just as good as modern games right. because it's turn based. Mm -hmm. You're not actually and then cutscenes can look just as good. So like. You're basically playing like a new ass game, right? Uh, uh, it's like a it's a third <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake. That's basically. what they've said is like it's a different it's a different like path for a reimagining, but more or less the core story elements of all the original pieces Crisis are core? are staying there. Um, yeah, including Crisis Core's in there. Yeah, including Crisis Core. No, like the, the story is gonna go more or less the same way here, yeah. while being adapted in a different uh, way visually to get you through the story. There are ten chapters. Uh, f that cover the entirety of the Final Fa Fantasy VII timeline all the way from um, the earliest thing, which I forget the name of, uh, all the way up to uh, Advent Children. Advent um, Children, the movie, is going to be included in this game. It's the last chapter. You're uh, going to be playing... Ad now I have to play this yeah, game. Yeah, uh, so, and I believe, like, the beginning of Final Fantasy VII, they've said is chapter three. So you have two chapters that are before. One of them's Crisis Core, one of them's, uh, I believe, what's happening here, right here in the in the forest. Ooh, is learn about the soldiers. And then you continue on and on and on. Um, there's also tie-in stuff for the other mobile game they made, um, The First Soldier. Yes. I think. Which yeah. I, I, is not doing well. <laughs> no, um, but there is tie-in stuff for that as well. Yeah. Uh, Really, really interested in how this is all going to land and, and be executed, but it does seem like a really cool way. Like, if you want to get up to speed on some Final Fantasy VII, there's gotcha mechanics there. Um, you can engage or dodge them as you as you see fit. Uh, I don't love that that stuff exists, but, like, uh, the more important thing is I think that we know from the start these ten story chapters are there. You go through them, and you're going to get, like, the timeline. Yeah. I think that's really yeah. cool. I think what's most important is that, like, this is just something, like, yeah, there's, like, there's, you know, predatory you know, monetization stuff, but like, this is just a game that you can buy and play. If yes. you just want to play the Final Fantasy VII experience on it's iPhone. It's actually free to play. Outside of the gotcha mechanics, it is a. You can play the entirety of that entire game for free and not yes, have that, to pay They really a want you penny. to engage with the gotcha mechanics and everything. All right. That's, that's the. All right. Uh, that's what they're saying I right mean, now. It's that a, makes me worried. It's a free to download game. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me think of like, good job playing chapter one for free. Now buy the next chapter for $2.99. Well, so, or they, or just like when you get a part of the main story and you have to engage the gacha mechanics to. Well, you know. okay. Here's the thing. That's not true because something like Genshin Impact, which I did play for like dozens of hours and I didn't play and I put any money into, is a really great free to play mobile game. So like, yeah. th they can exist. Is if the game is good, then you will spend money on it. So like, you know, uh, again, we we play Fortnite, right? So like, I don't mind spending money. So like, as long as the gameplay is good. Like then that's fun. Then that's fine. That's I do okay. think that that's yeah. what it is. Is that okay. they have a lot of faith that you're going to want like to get the cooler weapon upgrades or like or the uh, the, 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 the new outfits, and they're going to affect or, your yeah. stats and things like that to make getting through chapters easier. That makes sense. So like it's gonna work yeah. in that way, but it is overall a, a free to play mobile. Now game. here's the thing that I, I go ahead Ben. No, I was gonna say I do like how there's different costumes for everyone. Though. Sure, yeah. a lot of people love that. What a lot I'm of people really really scared about is. And this is this is a thing in like a lot of a lot of mobile mo free mobile games, you will be able to play the full game for free, but the longer you play, the harder battles become. Yeah, and you will have to grind endlessly yes. of older missions yes. or spend money to actually beat that chapter. I am nervous. That's what I'm worried about. I am nervous about that as well because yeah. this is something I really want to engage with and do. Same. So I will tell you when this drops it's supposed to come out they didn't say it here but they're saying on the website that it's september 30th later this year uh so hopefully it lands uh yeah yeah 
I'm into it. Um, we do have one final corner, but I don't have the trailer for it because we've seen a million of them. But Final Fantasy 16 did have a small thing like, hey, we're coming out in a couple in like got a big uh, demo out. It comes. I was gonna say in a couple weeks, it comes out next week. Holy yeah, yeah. shit! Um, oh my god. The there is a free demo out. And it is not just a demo. It is the entire first... Pro- it is the prologue of the game. It is the first two to three hours, depending on how much you do. And I played it. Y'all, I really, truly thought Zelda was going to be a lock for Game of the Year. So if Final Fantasy can continue to impress me the way that it did, y'all, we got a good year for video games. That's all I'm going to say. That's awesome. That's all I'm going to say. So I, you're saying I was, that the tweet that I made earlier this year might be true. It, dude, Like it, if, if it can continue that momentum for the 50 hours... It's something. It's special, dude. That the, Ben, you need to play that prologue before we do the no, next I quarterly. Do. I do. You need to. Uh, I, need, I need to play the. I, I do need to play that prologue because I. I'm. You guys know I do want to get Final Fantasy 16. That's one of the games I'm going to be saving. Your save transfers sure. over, so you can play it. I know. You can play I, it. I love it when games do that. That's yeah. what happened with Trials of Mana. Um, I started Triangle Strategy, but I haven't. You know, I haven't gotten the full game. I haven't really gone back to that demo yet. But I love it when the save file transfers over. So it's like if you really like it and it's like, oh, I need this game, you can go and get it. Then it's over. You're you're fine. You don't have to start all over again. Yeah, especially because it's like three hours long. Like I didn't want to. It's a great three hours, but I didn't want to have to do that again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, y'all. This is so special and very interesting because we're going to talk about Armor Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. Rubicon. Now, this is the next game from FromSoft, the creators mm-hmm. of the Dark Souls franchise. Uh, and Elden Ring. And Elden Ring. Uh, this game is, of the year last year. It's true, every word. The last Armor Core game came out in 2007, which was uh, 16 years ago. And then after that, they made Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Elden Ring. Uh, all of those games could be game of the year every year that came out, right? They're going back to the well, the old school well of level-based mech customization baby and i have i am so thrilled i would have loved elden ring 2 elden ring dlc bloodborne 2 whatever but like them saying hey we've done the same thing for 15 years let's go back to something that we haven't touched in a while yes i am so thrilled um you did share the like very comprehensive discussion um about playing armored core 6 and i think what i'm really happy to hear about it is that they didn't just try and bring everything they've done with Elden Ring or um, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, etc. to Armored Core. There is an amount of, like, thought in, in combat and in terms of, like, dealing with bosses and things like that, but, like, none of the mechanics are designed to be feel like those it is, games it is it is an armor core game first yes uh it does take like like lock on is something new so like lock on like like fast dash like there's some like dark like dark souls elements right but it is an armor core game first and the movement looks awesome i love the way that these mechs are moving through the space that's that's honestly what's got me so excited is i'm like i i want to do this i want to move through this space in this mech that that i've got uh the mm-hmm. the combat Y'all, the combat looks great as hell, but like I, I get so horny for customization in games. And y'all, this looks like the, the greatest mech customization game of all time. The the amount of mechs that you can, the type of chassis that you can have, and then the amount of stuff you can do to those chassis, different weapons, uh, different armor sets, different like boosters, different color schemes. It's just, it's a dream. It's it's the dream. Um, and the thing that I love about Armor Core is it is just as hard as a Dark Souls game, right? And and you you can always customize your mech almost at any time. So like if you if you die to a boss because you don't have the right loadout, instead of having to restart the entire level from the beginning, it'll go, yo bro, you wanna change your mech out? Try this again? And it'll let you do that because like, oh, you just you didn't have the right setup. We'll help you get that setup. And it's like, oh, it's like so seamless and it's so like 
it's so uh, player-friendly while right. still giving you a hardcore challenge because just because you change to a better robot doesn't mean you're automatically going to win. You still got to be a badass gamer, a professional gamer like Ryan Eliopoulos. <laughs> uh, I'm just so excited. Uh, a little inside baseball, the next uh, main basement arcade pause menu that I have coming up is uh, with my with friend of the show, Mint Blay, and she's a huge Armor Core fan. Yeah! She's so excited. I mean, Armor Core 6 for a good like 20 minutes or so when she when she was on the show and just seeing this gameplay i'm thinking like this is probably the best gundam game that's not a gundam game mm. and the fact that just like seeing the customizable options that you can customize the paint you can customize every bit of your mech um i'm not the biggest fan of customizing of customizing stuff but seeing this is like oh it's just like any other rpg where it's like you customize your play styles like do you like um, bullets? Do you like raining down bullets from on high? Do you like um, up close and personal swordplay combat? Do you yeah. like a mixture of both? Do you like speed? Do you like being a giant bulky tank? Yeah. Um, just like with any, uh, like with Dark Souls or Elden Ring, where you can build your character to your own like personal liking, you can build your own mech to your own personal liking, and it won't penalize you for changing up different styles. And just seeing this gameplay right here, I'm like... I need this in my veins. Mm -hmm. I've Oracore is one of those games I've heard about that I've wanted to try, but it just was like it went to the back recesses of my mind and I never really thought about it again. And now seeing this, I'm like, give it to me. It's time. The thing yeah, the, here's yeah. the thing yeah. the thing about the, the Armor Core franchise is like no I I've not played all of them and a lot of them are older from like, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. So like all the reviews are saying like none of these games were incredible. This is pre who FromSoft was now. Yes. Demon Souls really is the game that like changed the trajectory in 2009 to like, oh, like this is what we can do. Let's focus on on implementing that and upgrading that over time. And then let's go back to Armor Core to see how we can do something new with that as well. And by all accounts, like look at this boss battle. Like this is a Dark Souls boss battle, mm -hmm. but in the style of Armor Core. Um, I'm just so thrilled. And like you can have like like tank treads, you can have no feet, you could be boosting, flying, like whatever you want, as long as like you can beat that boss, like they'll let you do it. Um right. it just looks looks so cool. Very excited. It does. So cool. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want it. Well, we're going to leave the core, and we're going back to school, y'all. Let's go to Demon School. Uh, going back to school? We saw this trailer, God, I feel like a year or two ago, um, the, the first we trailer did. for Demon School. Um, but I'm super into it. This is a another like Persona-esque, uh, Persona-style game. Uh, high school simulator, hang out with friends, talk to people, go to class. But also, you fight demons in your off time. Uh, so it's a turn-based you know, let's get some of that turn-based going stuff over yeah. here. This is a very interesting trailer. Yeah, it's a it's a it's it a spooky is, yeah. tactical RPG, but uh I love the combat. Where motion equals action really enticed me because the only other um strategy RPG that I've played recently who did that was Marvel Midnight Suns, where mm. if you run into somebody, you will push them in the direction that you're that you're moving towards, right? So it's like, you know, it's not just moving towards someone, like you can also action with that. Uh and I think it's got a great art style. It looks really charming. Yes, uh, I agree. I, I find it very charming. I love the art style. And again, like I'm I love Persona games. Uh this one's probably not gonna be 150 hours. So like I'm yes. it's more a little bit of a better investment for me for who wants someone who wants to play this type of game yeah you, you pretty yeah. much nailed it mm -hmm. 2023 I would, I would pretty much echo everything ryan said also i just love the pixel art every yeah. time i see pixel art in modern games it makes me happy yeah yeah i think it just uh, looks like a like a good old times moving on to a game that i wish <laughs> i put it on here because i want to talk about it, but i wish i liked it more it's called a vow 
Um, this is from Obsidian, and Obsidian made Knights of the Old Republic 2 and Fallout New Vegas and um, a bunch of other sequels to games. Uh, they never really made their own IP, their own original IP, right? And then they made The Outer Worlds, which is a Fallout-esque space game about future retroism or retrofuturism, whatever one you want to call it. Uh, but that was a fun, like, you know, tight 20-hour space RPG. Uh, that's like, hey, we're going to make our own, like, type of Fallout. This is them doing that exact same thing, but for Skyrim. They are going to make a, hey, it's not a 100-hour open-world RPG. It is a tight 20-hour, 20, 30-hour 20, RPG. Um, when it was first announced, I was really into it. I think this trailer just looks okay. Um, I think the graphics look pretty good, but, you know, not nothing uh, uh, extraordinary in the year of our Lord 2023. But I really, really like Obsidian as a developer, so I want to give them the benefit of a doubt. I really like the Outer Worlds. Um, but, like, uh, you know, I just love a good a good fantasy open world, um, and I've seen worse. I'm just wondering what you guys think. That's that's a fair point. I think it's a, it's a challenge to stand out. Like, I really like this idea of, like, whatever this infection thing is going yes. on in the story. I think that's really cool. It's tough this year for fantasy to stand out because I feel like there's a lot of sword and sorcery on the video game docket, which is not a bad thing. There's a lot of great looking ones, but there's also a lot that I was like, ooh, hard to stand apart. And, like, Avowed is riding that middle line pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely say about as like, oh, look, another open world fantasy RPG. Yep. As I look over at the corner of the massive list of other fantasy RPGs that um, I would rather play over this one. I mean, this one looks fine, really. Yeah. Um, and I don't have anything. I mean, if I was the one negative thing I had to say about it, it was that it just looks like another generic RPG. And that, that's not that's bad. I'm hoping this game is good. I hope all games are good. But um, I'm sorry, Final Fantasy 16 sitting over there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's coming out in a few weeks or in a few days, really. And um, that stands out. This one's just like I've seen this before. It's very much it's very much like going to come down to what are people saying about the game? How is the gameplay? Is the proof in the pudding? Yeah. 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 Uh, if I it's... mean, hopefully. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, hopefully when this game comes out, it's like, hey, this game is actually really freaking good. I'm like, all right, cool. That's I was proven wrong. Excellent. I don't mind being proven wrong. But this just looks like, oh, I've seen this a billion and a half times. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. If, it, if it's anything like The Outer Worlds, um, it'll have a really, really great story because Obsidian excels in storytelling. And the combat itself will be just, it'll be good enough to want you to continue the story. Sure. Because um, mm -hmm. again, like I, I play a lot of magic type games and I'm like, nah, I'm not seeing anything super original here, but um, maybe it'll be good enough where like, because again, like I, I'll, I'll take a, a decent gameplay for great story. Like, right, any absolutely. Day yeah. Moving on to something uh, I know we're all huge fans of, y'all. What's up? It's the Microsoft Flight Simulator, boys. We're all here to talk about flight simulators. Just kidding. Um, I only picked this because Dune's in it. Um, <laughs> the same the same way that I, <laughs> I played Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020, uh, I only played that game because it had a Top Gun Maverick expansion for free on, uh, on Xbox Game Pass because this is an Xbox joint, so this will also be on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Microsoft Flip Flight Simulator rules. Like, in terms of being a game, it's incredible. Uh, it looks great. It uses Google Maps, like actual like data, mm -hmm. to like have like actual geography. So it looks like real-world shit that you're flying over. It's incredible. So, like, if you're in a flight simulator, it's great. I'm into it for the experimental nonsense, like flying the ornithopters from Dune. Yeah. Um, and it's not just like, hey, you're going to fly this thing down San Francisco, you know, because we didn't do anything. No, they built a, they built a full-ass Arrakis uh, with, like, a, with a, a, a 
what are those things called? Like the extractor, the mm -hmm. the, the spice extractor. Right. Yeah, uh, I know there's not a lot to talk about. I just think it looks fun. I'm gonna fly this plane for probably about two to three hours, and then we're thinking. Yeah, about that it sounds again. like a good time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's flight simulator. What more do you get want? the get the Hans Zimmer Dune soundtrack going? Just poured on over. Dude, like, yeah. It's have in a this. Great time. It's in this trailer. I'm yeah. hoping that it's just in gameplay, so I don't have to Spotify. Sure, it. sure. Yeah. Uh, moving on from uh, flight simulator. Uh, this was announced uh, uh, last week, but uh, Sparks just weren't here to talk about it because we talked about it briefly on the podcast. Uh, but it's been it's been the same week technically, so we're gonna talk about briefly Spider Man Two. This got announced. I think we're all excited for Spider Man Two. I don't know how much more we could say. No, but we did get to talk about Spider Man Two. That was the week before. Was it the week before? Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? We talked about it on the main podcast. Well, guess what? Spider Man Two is coming out. We do have the release out. date announced, so October twentieth. That's true. Uh, very exciting. That is true. Uh, I'm just really excited. Hey, sometimes people don't listen to podcasts, and they're only here for Basement Arcade. That's absolutely true. So, um, I'm very excited about Spider Man Two. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing you've already seen Spider Man Two footage if you're watching this, because uh, it is a little older. But yeah. I just wanted to include it because it's technically part of Summer Game Fest. So, Bing Bong. Um, mm -hmm. Looks great. Spider-Man's coming out, guys. We'll definitely yeah, be playing I'm, that. I am, yeah. I'm Someone excited. has to play Miles Morales. <laughs> Ben's docket getting longer hard. and longer. Aye, aye, it's aye, on aye. my hard drive. It's you're you're lucky that's not like a 40-hour game. Yeah. Uh, it's there. All right, y'all. We're moving on this one to Christmas time. I'm actually very excited about. Me too. Um, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, this is just a Christmas Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah. I haven't played. I have played a Symphony of Night. Not a lot of it. Some of it. I need to get back to it. This looks great. Um, I love the art style. I love how it's you're playing as Ebenezer Scrooge, and how you are taking the the spirits of Christmas and essentially using them to your advantage to defeat enemies. I don't know what the plot is, but just the fact that this. I'll tell like, you. Just ben, totally, I, I, I'll tell you the plot right now. It's a 2D Metrovonia platformer adventure where players will embody the miser-turned-hero Ebenezer Scrooge. The game is a reimagined Victorian fantasy based on a Christmas carol where you can enlist the help of ghosts to save the people of London. Yeah, I'm in. I'm uh, in. We so rarely get Christmas video games, especially a good a good-looking one. This is really, oh, yeah. really cool. Um, just to have a holiday game, um, this use of Christmas Carol as a foundation, I think, is really interesting. Uh, and these art style is is really great. I just love it. Oh, yeah. um, I, I'm I'm thrilled about it. Uh, I, I've already talked to Brandon about it because he's such a Christmas Carol nut. Mm -hmm. um, because it seems it's only for PC, we're not sure if he'll be able to play it himself. But we definitely are talking about like getting him onto some basement arcades so he can talk his way through while someone else does. Yeah. So this is going to be a Steam only. That's what it seems like right now. But you know how these things work. It could come to yeah. Switch. Y'all, that's later. not true. It's coming to PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, Xbox oh. One, Xbox Series X, Nintendo oh, nice. Switch, and PC. It's, oh, it's everything. Excellent. And it's on everything. That's even, this I just it was just announced at the PC Gamer Show. Got it. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, I had a feeling with this game, this had to be uh, this has to be like a, a every platform type of game. Because I mean, not to say that the graphics are simple, but the but just the art style, it's like, okay, you don't need a whole lot of power, but yep, obviously... there you go. Everyone yeah, yeah, is. Everything, everything. Great. Even better. Uh, All right. I need this game. I want this game. We know this what's game looks amazing. We know what's happening. This whoop, is whoop. awesome. All right, y'all. We're moving on to some um, beautiful narrative sadness in Senua Saga, colon, Hellblade 2. Uh, I played about a third of that first game, and now that uh, this game is actually coming closer to coming to release, I will, I will finish it. Uh, the, it is a... Man, how to describe it? It is a narrative-focused but combat uh, uh, light 
uh, story game about mental health and mental illness mm-hmm. in, in a fantasy world. Um, and it is one of the most, like... There's no other game like it, really. Like, it, like the the opening credits, like when you start the game, it tells you that this game uh, had like therapists involved and like mental health professionals involved, and it is about Senua and how she has voices in her head and things people telling her what to do, and like it is all about going through like real tragedy in a in a like dark fantasy berserker esque world, berserk esque yeah. world. Um, it's really really fascinating, and that first game did did really well despite it being you know really unique. Um. The thing about it, that first game was technically incredible, and this one is even more impressive. We saw that first trailer a while ago, but like just yes. looking at this shit now, I'm like, this is like the real deal, man. This is like the power of Unreal, baby. This looks so good. Very interested mm-hmm. in what this game's gonna turn into. Yeah, it's mostly uh, like the the gameplay demo we saw today is just again, it's Senua just talking like Gollum esque, like looking in a reflection and like hearing her thoughts. And I'm just like, it's really great that we can have these huge budget games that like that have a focus just on like what's this lady dealing with. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, yeah. there will be combat, but it is not to focus on it whatsoever. Uh, this looks like a really cool, unique game. I love that Xbox is uh, putting their weight behind it. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Kunitsugami, Path of the Goddess. Y'all tell me how you feel about this really unique-looking uh, yokai Capcom game. I am it- not sure. Sorry, Ben, just real fast. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how I feel about the gameplay, Yeah. Uh, just based off the trailer, but I really like the designs mm-hmm. um all the all the like creature designs and everything like that this gives me a lot of like um kind of like demon slayer right yeah uh, but, no yeah but in its own in its own way i think its that's own the interpretation of what it's doing um with uh this this folklore and interpretation of of demonic spirits i i really like all these designs these creatures the hands all this kind of stuff i think it looks really really cool uh i'm just not 100% sold on the gameplay appearances just from the trailer. Yeah, I'm I think it looks incredible, man. I love this like there's so yes, much this. shit going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not sure like what is gameplay, what's not gameplay? Like is it multiplayer because I see cool stuff happening? Yes. Um I need like an actual gameplay demo. Uh but I am like 250 sold percent sold on the world and aesthetics. Yes. Um cuz like until I see the UI, like I I'm, I'm like what? Okay, like I know okay, like yeah, like how this looks cool, but how cinematic is it compared to actual me doing all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. it's hard to place. I, w- I was going to say this the whole trailer gave me Okami vibes. Okami, that's such a good. Oh, that's a good pull band. Yeah, that's a Wolf yeah, Zelda. Uh, yeah, it gave me Okami vibes because of how the art style is out there, and that's not a bad thing. Um, I will. I do kind of agree with um, Ryan because I don't know what's gameplay, what's not gameplay, but I do love the aesthetic of like when the this when one of your protagonists is swinging a sword, a trail of kaleidoscope patterns follows it. Yeah, like that. I don't know. I don't know what the kaleidoscope means, um, but a, a feast for the eyes for sure. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't one hundred percent sold. I mean, the the looks, the art style, and the look of this game. Oh yeah, it's sold. But at the same time, it's like. But what do you do in the game? Yeah, yeah I think just like, more what's the draw. More clarity on the gameplay will determine if this is something I want to invest time into. I think it looks mm-hmm. it looks really cool. I hope it. I hope it, it looks really. Hope neat. it pans out. All right, yeah. and and at worst, like this is in Xbox. Uh, you know, this will be a, a on Game Pass something to give a try. It's true. Oh, mm-hmm. y'all, man, Game Pass best best deal on games every 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 day. I'll tell you. Moving on. Um, so this was announced, this was announced earlier, but we got a full gameplay demo finally for Dragon's Dogma 2. 
Um, and I and I explained it uh, if you watched the Fake Nerd podcast when we briefly talked about it. Um, but Dragon's Dogma Two is a sequel to another cult classic game like Warhammer that's getting a sequel over ten years later. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon's Dogma is the greatest seven out of ten video game ever made because it is a game that was super janky uh, that did not have enough development time that like came out like they like got its development time got cut off uh, and it was reaching for the moon but only delivered on the grass. Um, it is a really cool open world fan- dark fantasy game where you can shadow the claw style climb on monsters and kill them um there's a cool co-op system through single player where you are uh where you are taking these visitors from another world called pawns and they are your dungeons and dragons party so you have up to uh, four people in your party uh it's just a really great fun adventure game uh and it looks to be like a sequel to that game like they're not shying away from anything uh from what made that game awesome you still climb shit you're still fighting evil dragons who are stealing your heart uh it looks like a great version of that first game uh yeah and like Mm -hmm. I was so worried that they would, like, dumb it down, but, like, no, it is still physics-based. Like, you see in this trailer, like, you jump on a dude, that monster will fall over because, like, it's too heavy. Um, I think it just looks really cool, and I always love seeing a cat man in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> now, earlier we were talking about fantasy games that felt generic, that felt it's hard to stand out. Um, Sparks, you mentioned about how a lot we got, we're getting a lot of Sword of Sorcery games. Yep. This one is standing out. Yep. Yes. Mostly because of how epic these battles are and now obviously this is capcom it's different i mean yes capcom's oh i love this (laughs) as i watch this i'm like this is like i don't want to say monster hunter light yeah because monster hunter is a completely different franchise but the combat that we've seen is like hey we're taking scenes from monster hunter we're taking these grand fights um we're fantasy we're fantasizing them up or dark fantasizing them up a little bit but these are essentially monster hunter fights and if you like monster hunter but more story driven um but a more story driven game instead of just constant fight hunt and fighting monsters here's dragon's dogma 2 mm-hmm. and this is definitely one of those games is like okay it's like hey i see you dragon's dog dogma yeah i'm, I'm i might be i might pick this one that's this a pretty that's rad. That's a great comp, I think, Ben, using Monster Hunter for, for a comparison with what we're seeing here in the gameplay. That's that's really like obviously it's not a one to one, but I think you you're put picking at something that it's putting down pretty well. Yeah. That is a good comparison, yeah. Uh man, if you had to like put a gun to my head, like would I rather play like Monster Hunter or Dragon's Dogma? Like, I would say Monster Hunter, but now that this game's coming out, I'm like, oh man. Now I can just play like the the better version of Dragon's Dogma, because that's just what everybody wanted. Because like, that does look like that does look like there's a fair bit of that translating over in this game I, yeah I, not yeah. not not bad ben not bad yeah yeah, yeah. and it is, and they are saying because i did watch a little bit of this bit and they're saying that it's built with the resident evil engine so i'm like oh yeah this game looks pretty man that re engine is getting so much work so many so many games using re engine i love it I it love is it. it totally is use it for a mega man game all right moving on to jason y'all let's climb Let's climb, climb in the video game. Let's climb to the heavens with Jusant. Uh, this looks really charming. Um, the developer said this has, like, meditative vibes. So, like, you know, like, uh, conflict kind of free. Like, you can fall beyond, like, they don't, that's not the kind of the point. It's like, they want you to keep going up. I think it's got a great art style. You got a cute little companion. Uh, it just looks like a cool, unique, like, just keep going up adventure. You're just, just yeah. keep going up. Keep going up. Right. Uh, I agree. This this is very much like the kind of indie game that really appeals to me, where it's just like, here's the thing. All right, enjoy this art style. Go do the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really I really like it. Meditate it sounds really really nice. Um, I I love the cheekiness uh, that they have at the end of the trailer where they say climb fall 2023. That's really really <laughs> yeah. clever. Yeah, uh, that was pretty. 
That was pretty cool. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Watching this trailer, it kind of made my arms hurt. Oh, <laughs> oh sure. sure. <laughs> made my arms sore, and I just did arm day yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, I mean, this game looks good, but its I don't think it's really for me. That's what I don't I, know why. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I do like the art style. Um, I don't know. It does look good, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, you just climb. Yeah, yeah and, and take in beautiful nature. I I, mm-hmm. I love I love the idea of this. Uh, I this is something I'm I'm pretty curious to see how it comes out. Yeah, uh, there, I mean I am glad to see there's no stamina wheel above my head, so I have to freak out every time. I was also I'm thinking Zelda. Yeah, I was also thinking Zelda. Yeah. Um, there's this game franchise called Just uh, uh, Grow Home, and it's about a little robot, and it's about you planting seeds, and you also the whole point of the game is to go up, up, up until you reach your spaceship. And this feels like a much uh, higher budget version of that game, and I'm really mm. excited for it. Big, big fan of uh, climbing simulators. All right, y'all. Let's all let's move on to a extremely way too serious trailer for a game that is not this serious at all. Warhaven. This is a um, despite, uh, I think it has a kind of generic looking art style. The 16 versus 16 multiplayer fantasy aspect of it is really enticing to me. Yes. Uh, I think it looks really fun, really arcadey. And what I love about games like this and like games like For Honor or something even like a Fortnite is the base game I'm super into. I'm really curious where this game will be in a year where we have so many more characters, customization options, uh, fun, like, uh, uh, like, oh, is, are they going to put like Street Fighter characters that he plays in this game? Like that kind of shit, like nonsense. Uh, I just think it looks really chaotic. I, I love the idea mm-hmm. of doing medieval fantasy-esque battlefront with yes, you guys. Yes, 100%. And, like, 16 v. 16 is cool, and, like, and like there's, like, hero characters that, like, you can get over time, so, like, you basically become, like, a medieval Overwatch character with super abilities. Yeah. Uh, I think it just looks like... Again, like, I'm not... I don't love the art style, but I feel like that's something they can, like, improve over time with new outfits. Uh, I just think the idea... Uh, it's really fun. It looks really cool. I like the look of some of the hero characters. Yeah, I love the that. like the yeah. the battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With getting like the halo of light around her and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can definitely see like if this if this plays well, like we could have a ton of fun doing like it, again medieval fantasy oh, yeah. battlefront. Yeah. Let's you know, do a it. horse and just with yeah. that looks. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Warhaven just could be a, you know just a, a good a yeah. good time. Eh, it looks cool. Yeah. 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 I don't have much to say about Warhaven. It was just another one of those like, oh, cool, another fantasy free to play sure, game, but, or not another fantasy. But I'm like, okay. But but if you like playing Battlefront and the gameplay is good, then you would probably yeah. enjoy like, oh, I'm gonna hop it in a match with whoever, and here we yeah. go. See, like I I played a bunch of uh, For Honor, but For Honor is very much more one v one, like meticulous, and it's it's a lot, yeah, meticulous, a lot more like uh, technical. Yeah. This looks like I can just like press X and hammer a bunch of dudes. Right, like yeah. that looks like a good time. Kind of, kind of um, Dynasty Warriors esque. Yeah, inside sure. Battlefront. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one specifically for Ben still wakes the deep. Mm. Ben, this is from the Chinese room. They made Amnesia uh, a machine for oh, pigs. No. The game that you oh, definitely no. played with some oinky oinky boys. Uh, oh no! It seems it no, just no, no, seems no. like a nice time out on an oil Dude. rig, Ben. Until the end, nothing bad ever happens on an oil rig. I don't know what those ocean. sounds are, but we're gonna find out. What are we waking up? Uh, we'll find out. I don't like this. Yeah, uh, like the whole the whole fact that you're on an oil rig, thousands of hundreds of or thousands of miles away from shore, alone. Ooh. Genius setting. And looks good. Too. Genius. Uh, looks very scary. Genius setting. Where are you gonna go? Oh, I mean, oh, hey, yeah, there's a helicopter, but can you fly the helicopter? Well, if you can't, you're screwed. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I mean, I do like the title of how Still Wakes the Deep. And that, for me, that's like kind of, ooh, 
like because the ocean is still the deep, the creatures in the deep wake up or something and I, I don't know um or the or the like, deep is still waking yeah but either I, other than that um this game looks absolutely terrifying i'm gonna hate it oh yeah <laughs> i just know i'm gonna hate it oh, yeah. um when you guys force me to play this i'm like oh i hate you all all lines of communication have been severed all legacies are gone all that remains to face the unknowable horror that comes aboard search for your crew and help them survive if you can if you can if you can no. All right, we're no, gonna go. F- we're gonna move from some sad dungeons to some happy dungeons. But with dungeons once again, Dungeons of Hintonburg, another fantasy game that stands out. Yes, because of the art style, because of the setting, how it's pseudo fantasy, pseudo modern. Um, I love the design of the sword of this game. Um, if there, this is. This looks great. So I this, know this is an Xbox exclusive, but man, this looks. Fa- or is it an Xbox exclusive, or is it? Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Ben, this game really appeals to me because it looks like it's it's almost like it's three different types of games. Yeah, it's mo- it's it's almost like a plucky hero situation where they're doing a bunch of different things at once. Yeah, because like you've got Squire situation. You've got like you've got like some side scrolling travel stuff. You've got your like behind the back. Uh, all of that stuff reminds me of you might remember the name, but like there's a uh, another game that was on Game Pass that had a very similar art style traveling around the desert on the bike. Um, oh, uh, not Solar Ash. Yeah, but you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Um, it, yeah. It's it, it's very appealing to me, this kind of art aesthetic, so I'm really interested in this. Yeah, uh, I think the art style is is really fun, and yeah, like like you mentioned, Sparks, like multiple different types of games happening at once. Uh, looks looks like a, just like a, like a cheery good time. Uh, this looks like the type of, uh, it's like when you want to go on an adventure, but you want to go on an adventure that's not super high stakes. It's You, you don't want to... It's not like the old Legend of Zelda or maybe even Dragon's Dogma where there's like a bunch of stakes like we have to take those down the monster or you have to save the, find Zelda, save the kingdom. So it's like, I just want to dive into a dungeon and see if there's any shiny bits in there. It seems oh, like cool. Here we go. It seems like exploration is the, the predominant important thing. And I really like that. Yeah. The, uh, the description yeah. is a action adventure RPG that includes monster fighting, puzzle solving, magic wielding and relationship building all set around the cozy Ooh. Alpine village of Hintonburg. Yeah. It's, it's really pulling from like multiple types of video game genres. And I really like that. I'm into it. Give me, give me all the slashes in your, in your genres. I love it. Ooh, excuse me. Ooh, excuse me. This one is just for me for right now. This is Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. This looks cool, though. Um, and we got uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba is he's playing secret agent, uh, military man. And this guy. is the first time he's coming to. Yes. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, this I forgot. Like, I didn't forget because I think about it all the time, but I forgot how good this game looks. Uh, this is running on like the most expensive PC of all time. So, like, it doesn't look quite this good on PS5, but it looks almost it looks pretty, pretty good. Um, I'm just so excited that we're getting more uh, more cyberpunk. Uh, I love CD Projekt Red because every time they put out a expansion, it's not a here's a five dollar expansion with like an extra level. It is. No, it is a thirty dollar expansion with 45 hours of content. It is an entire other game. That's what they did with The Witcher multiple times. That's why that game's infinitely playable. Um, Phantom Liberty is not going to just introduce a new uh, uh, island for you to explore in in the map. It is also like rewiring the entire code of Cyberpunk 2077. And that is the thing that most interested me, that they were kind of like hiding. They didn't really tell us that this was happening until until they were here at Summer Game Fest. Like a lot of the... the, 
the relationships up, the, the, the cop dynamics, the, the, the perk system, the skill system, it's all getting refreshed for free. So if you don't buy this expansion, you are still getting a huge, massive update to Cyberpunk 2077 that fixes a lot of the games. Not even issues, it just makes them better. Uh, and things I didn't even have problems with that they made better, which is great. Uh, just Idris Elba as your main, like, new bad guy who you can also maybe work with. Just looks like a lot of fun. Like, any any excuse to visit Night City again. I am... Man, look how good he looks. I can't wait to maybe beat him up. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's time to return once again to Pandora. Ooh. Ooh. Now, I know y'all haven't played Far Cry games, but you have played video games that are open world and you go to towers to unlock parts of your map. Because <laughs> that is that is an Ubisoft staple from Far Cry that is now permeated every single video game ever made including Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, uh, which is not a bad thing. I like that system. But this is a Far Cry game that is just Avatar. It is a first-person, open, uh, outpost uh, clearing, tower tower grappling, first-person shooter. And I'm curious if you guys have any interest in this. I played the first Avatar game, and it was okay. But here's the thing. Uh, James Cameron threw everything he ever thought of about the planet uh, into that game. Mm -hmm. And so, like, all the fauna, all the species, all this stuff was thought about. And it looks like that's just been ramped up with this one. So, to me, the gameplay might be... Mm, I don't know. But uh, the idea of, like, engaging with the full force... Not the full force, but a lot more than what you get in the movies of what Cameron envisions Pandora to be. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, seeing a lot of species we haven't seen before, areas we haven't seen before, knowing that, like, this is not just something, like, made... Cameron's had his hands and his mind on all of this. He gave a presentation before the trailer for this, yeah. like, at the show. So, like, he's directly involved. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, he he knows how he wants this world to look. He's overseen and approved all of this. Um, so I think it's really interesting to engage with it that way. Uh, time will tell if the gameplay feels good. People didn't know before Ben, before you talk, people didn't know this was first person. Uh, and it threw a lot of people off because like, you're going to, this is the game. And I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. I'm totally into it. Yeah. Um, I, I love I love the Far Cry games until they just got really repetitive and weren't doing anything new. But like the game, the core gameplay is really good. Um, the coolest thing about this game is when you level up, you have to go to your home tree and connect your, your, your ponytail right. to the tree to level up. Uh, I think that's incredible. That's great. You get to have your own Ekron. Uh, you can customize it. Y'all, when I saw that you can customize your dragon, I lost my mind. I'm like, all right, no, this game's for me now. Again, any game that lets you do things in them to your character or beasts or vehicles, I'm all about. Right. Yeah. Um, it's cool, but it's not for me. Yeah. I'm not that big of an Avatar guy. I mean, I like the movies just fine, but I'm not uh, not enough to like constantly dive into the world and stay there. Sure. Um. I will say, like, I love how obviously Cameron's a part of this and he's like he gave us approval because this does look amazing. This like, yeah, this is straight out of the film. This looks exactly like the world of Pandora should look like. But I'm, I've never really played Far Cry games. Um, and other than that, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, Avatar is a cool franchise, but it's just not for me. That's fair. Yeah, I I won't even say I'm the biggest Avatar head, but like I do uh, I do want to. I wouldn't mind revisiting that world because, like, again, like, it looks beautiful. Like, I would much rather play this than Far Cry 7 because, like, Far Cry 7 won't have yes. floating mountains and dragons that you can ride and customize and stuff. So, like, uh, I, I will probably give it a try just to try and explore the world of Pandora. Yeah. Moving on from from uh, that game. Uh oh, I lost it on the list. Don't worry, y'all. We're back in three, two, one. 
Well, almost like clockwork, am I right, guys? Let's talk about Clockwork Revolution. <laughs> Damn, I'm, a, I'm good at this. No. Um, <laughs> clockwork Revolution is the newest bi uh, Bioware, uh, Bioshock-esque game from Inksville? Is that what they're called, Inksville? In Exile. In Exile, thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I... I love a Bioshock. I love a, you know, a dystopian world, uh, whether it's underwater or in the sky. Uh, this one is about uh, automatons and clocks and time travel. Uh, I just think it looks really cool. I always love big open world games that are uh, uh, that let you, you know, do stealth or, or action pack, you know, customize and, and like uh, upgrade your skills, stuff like that. Like it just looks you like see a rich, <laughs> you see a rich guy on like a, a, a walking red carpet. Yeah. Because he can't sully his feet to touch the ground. I am actually very much into this uh, this game because I love the steampunk aesthetic. It works very well. But also the fact that how you're also trying to build a revolution and go back in time and stop Lady Ironwood. And, and everything about this just looks very inventive and very cool. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan of inventive steampunk in video games. So um, this is definitely on my radar. Uh, the... The interesting thing about this trailer is, is like it's showing like the past and the future and how like, oh, something you do here might affect the past or the future. And like, oh, this this beautiful place is now torn down and you can like rebuild it and stuff. And I'm like, man, how much of that is is like cutscene based or story like this part specifically, like story based? Like, am I going to be doing a lot of this in the game or is that specific to just that one section of the game? So it's not as impressive as it might be. That's what I'm really curious about. Because like, like if you are able to like, hey, there is a huge story and throughout the game, you can change the future and the past throughout the story. That's really impressive. And not a lot of games can do that. Um, and it, again, like it just looks so much like Bioshock and like there have been a bunch of like knockoff Bioshock games because like those games don't come out anymore. So like I'm hoping this can be one of the good ones. It looks really cool. There was Atomic mm -hmm. Heart. We were all super excited for Atomic Heart. Remember that right. game? Yes. Remember how a game came out? Uh, Nobody talks about it because that game was actually awful. Um, bummer. I hope that's not the case for this one coming in due time. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Same. Big time. Same. All righty. We're going to move on. Um, Go ahead and put this one on loop. Little Nemo time. Oh yeah, because this was this was pretty short. Yeah, I uh, I know I've talked. We've talked about this before. Yes, I love this art style. So what it was is uh, last year this was at the very tail end of Day of the Devs um, for a Summer Game Fest, and it was because it was being kickstarted at the time, and so they they wanted to get a lot of eyes on it. It did successfully get funded. Um, I was one of the people who backed that project immediately, but now I just wanted to revisit it because you guys have watched Slumberland. Yep. You've read a comic. You have a little more uh, knowledge of where this is coming from. Uh, it's an own interpretation. Flip's a girl. It. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to kind of touch base with you guys now that you're more familiar how you're feeling about now engaging with this, knowing more about Little Nemo and Slumberland. I'm into it. I was already into it just because of, of the art style and like uh, like the side-scrolling nature of it. But like now I have a little bit more context. I'm like, I would love to hang out with Flip and go on silly adventures. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I love the interpretation, the art style, all of that for this game. There's a demo out now. Guess who's playing that later? Yeah. Uh, I need to do that as well. Um, uh, the, the updates over the past year have been really excellent. I think this game is going to really just knock us all uh all our socks off. ben does not remind you of mario 2 the way you pick up turn oh, yeah. turnips and shit oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, totally. I, I did want to take this moment to just highlight because um we did talk about this one there were others that uh i decided we didn't need to talk about again because we talked about their tra them at length when their trailers came out last year um these are just a couple of indie games there's cocoon which is from the studio that made inside and limbo reika and high water all have new trailers this year that look great 
Um, I, remember I highly water, recommend yeah. if you're interested in those properties to go check those out. Um, I just wanted to say that there was a lot more shown and those games still look really, really good. Uh, and just if you're a fan of the indies, there's just lots of cool stuff. Okay, so as I said at the top, the video does cut out, and unfortunately this is where it cut out at, and so what we're going to be doing is uh, doing a part two of this Summer Games Fest discussion, and so uh, we'll see you then for that, and uh, until then, unpause.